Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful Filipino valet, Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, The Unexpected Meeting. The Green Hornet strikes again. sleek, super-powered car of the dreaded Green Hornet moved through the darkened streets of the sleeping city. Britt Reed, whose identity as the widely sought Hornet was known to no one except his Filipino valet, Cato, who sat beside him in the speeding car, finally spoke impatiently. Cato, that tip we received on the warehouse robbery seems to have been a deliberate attempt to bring the Hornet into a police trap. But who you think give tip to Sentinel? No one know Britt Reed connected with Green Hornet? I'd like to believe that, Cato. Someone did try to pull a fast one. It's a good thing we approached on foot and discovered the police waiting near that warehouse. It's not good, Mr. Britt. You can say that again. We go home now, Mr. Britt? Yes, Cato, there's nothing more we can do. Look, two men attacking other men. We'd better stop. Come on, Cato. Let me go. Let me go. Grab that briefcase. I got it. No, no, you'll you'll what? Oh, what the... Holy mackerel, it's a green hornet. I help. Hey, let up, will you? I'll give you the briefcase. I'll you. say you will. Oh. That takes care of those two. This briefcase must be important. Or they wouldn't have... Where's the victim? He leave in great hurry. Run around the corner. And didn't he know we were helping him? When he hear thief say green hornet, he not wait to find out. <laughs> in the excitement, I forgot I'm wearing the hornet disguise. Well, I guess there's nothing more we can do. Take the briefcase with us until we find out whose it is. Come on, kiddo. A short time later in Britt Reed's apartment. You find name of owner on papers and briefcase, Mr. Britt? No, kiddo. Hmm. These seem to be important papers. Notice the sealing wax and ribbons on this one. You break seal, perhaps? No, Cato. I have no doubt these are very important and secret state papers. And the writing on them is all in Spanish. Spanish? Yes. And to me, that indicates they belong to some South American representative. It's strange there's been no word of the attack over the radio. Yes, that's true. Especially if men report Green Hornet involved in the... Oh, I answer, Mr. Britt. Mr. Reed's apartment. Oh, it's you, Mr. Axford. You, you hold the line. Mr. Reed, right here. <laughs> Axford must think you're a mind reader. <laughs> Hello, Axford. What's all the excitement this time? Reed, there's something 
Really? What, for instance? If I knew, Marsh, I wouldn't have to say there was something funny going on. All right, all right. Get to the point. Why did you call me? Well, it's like this, Reed. I was down to cops headquarters a while ago when they brought in two mugs for questioning. Go on. As they went down the corridor past the press room door, I heard one of them say, Get the harness. He's the guy you want. Why were they picked up? What did they do? That's just it, Reed. I don't know. Well, find out. You're supposed to be a reporter. Well, hold on, Reed. Didn't he say anything? Sure. But all he said was, this is not for the newspapers at all. Now, what do you think of that, Reed? <laughs> I don't know what to think of it, Axford. All I can tell you is to keep trying. And if it turns out to be anything important, let me know. Important, you say? Didn't I just finish telling you I heard one of the mugs mention the harnet? Anything he's mixed up in is always important. Yes, of course. Well, stick around headquarters tonight. Maybe they'll open up and give you the story, whatever it is. And if they do, be sure to call me. My curiosity is aroused. I'm telling you, Reed, I ain't that curious. I'm all those folks waiting to find out what happened. I- I'll let you know as soon as I learn something, if you bet on that. Good, I'll be waiting. Sergeant break down sooner or later. Him and me are just like that, you know. <laughs> I can guess what you mean. Oh. <laughs> you and I forgot you can't see me hold my fingers close together. <laughs> I'll get that story for you, Reed. So long for now. Goodbye, Axford. Axford find out something, Mr. Britt? <laughs> no. He's upset because he can't find out something, Cato. Evidently, the police picked up the two men who were trying to get the briefcase. But strange to say, the police are keeping the whole thing quiet. Why do you think they do that? I can only think of one reason why. Yes? Whoever lost that briefcase, or the people to whom he was taking it, must be very influential. Also, those papers must be so important that they dare not let it be known they've been lost. Oh. Then you have possession of something crooks would say is very hot. Hot is right, Cato. I don't dare return it to the police since they already know the Hornet was involved. What you do, Mr. Grant? Well, I'll hang on to it until tomorrow, anyway. Maybe by that time we'll know more about the whole setup. When I grabbed that briefcase, I grabbed a wildcat by the tail. We're going to have to find some way to let go without being scratched. Good morning, Casey. <laughs> Heavens, Axford, you must have had a bad night. You didn't slam the door when you came in that time. Well, no, if it's a slamming door you want to hear, I'd go right oh, back no, and slam no, it. Oh, no, never mind. Just let it go. Ah, I called your bluff on that one, Casey. <laughs> is he in yet? Yes, he is. He's been asking for you, too. Sure, you'd think I was the only one working on the Daily Sentinel the way he's always asking where I am. No, no, Axford, it happens you're the only one who's never working around the Daily Sentinel. That's why Mr. Reed is always asking for it. Is that so now? <laughs> Casey, I'll have you know if I was to leave the Sentinel, Reed would go down on uh, bended uh, knees to find it. Yes, Mr. Reed. Miss Case, tell Axford I can hear him talking out there. I'm waiting to see him, and if he isn't in here or nothing flat, he's through. Did you hear me, Miss Case? Yes, sir. Axford's coming right in. <laughs> Oh, what was that you were saying a moment ago about Mr. Reed going down on his knees? Casey, it is no laughing matter. Do you think Reed's really thinking about letting me go? Well, why not go in and find out? Ah. <laughs> Reed, I, uh, well, I just stopped for only a half a minute. <laughs> That's one way to get you in here, Axford. You, 
You mean you were kidding? Oh, you can call it that. Oh. <laughs> I knew it all the time. That I did read. Really. Okay. You knew it all the time. What's new about those two men who mentioned the Hornet? Not a thing, Reed. There's something mighty funny going on, if you ask me. That's off the record for some reason, actually. You'd better go back there and keep trying. Sure, Reed. But I tell you, it's not much use with Sarge pulling that high hat stuff and all. I do my best, though. I'll try to get him to give me a hint. So long, Reed. Goodbye, Axford. Yes, Miss Case? Mr. Reed, there's a gentleman out here to see you. Well, I'm pretty busy, Miss Case. Uh, did he give his name? No, Mr. Reed. I'll find... Uh, just a minute. Mr. Reed, very busy. Perhaps if you give your name... Oh, Miss Case. Yes, Mr. Reed. Uh, show the gentleman in. I'll see him. Yes, sir. I don't see how he could be connected with that briefcase or why he should come here to me. Say your face, Reed. Yes, come right in. I beg of you, say your surprise for my seeming rudeness and not sending in my card. I'm sure you had a good reason. Uh, won't you be seated, Mr. Uh, thank you. My name, Senor, is Mendoza. My card, Senor. Thank you. Senor Carlos Roberto Mendoza. Before we go any further, Senor, may I request that our conversation be, as you call it, off the record? Of course. I am connected in an official capacity with a South American embassy, Senor. I am here to see you on a very delicate mission. I'll be glad to hear what you have to say, Mr. Mendoza. Senor, a certain person suggested that you might be able to be of great assistance to us and indirectly to our respective countries. In what way, may I ask? Senor, last night a special courier left for our consulate for the airport carrying a briefcase in which were sealed papers of extreme importance. I see. He left by the rear door and walked through to the next street to hail a taxicab, thinking to throw off anyone who might be watching. He lost the papers, perhaps? Exactly, senor. Rather, I should say the briefcase was stolen by a criminal known as the Green Hornet. You don't say. Uh, are you certain? See, si, senor. Two men attacked our courier. They were joined by the Hornet. Now the man escaped. Then the attackers fought among themselves. The Hornet took the papers and disappeared. Well, what of the other two men? They were caught. They are underworld criminals who were hired by a certain underground agent. Well, uh, what do you want me to do? Senorita, those papers are dynamite in the wrong hands. We dare not let it be known that they are lost. We must get them back at any cost. So? I was told, or rather advised, to come to you. It is said you have great influence. Enough even to reach into the underworld and get to the Green Horn. What gave you that idea, Mr. Mendoza? Well, we, we, all of us, all of us hope this is true, senor. We are depending upon you. You are our last resort. Pay the Hornet anything. We will do anything to get those papers back. Even if I could get those papers from the Hornet, it would have to be on a no-questions-asked basis. The police would object to that. The police are tracking down the underground agent for us. I can assure you they will be most discreet in this matter. I can promise questions will not be asked if the papers are returned with a seal unbroken, senor. Well, I promise nothing, but uh, where will you be at uh, 8 o'clock tonight? The address is in the corner of my card, that of the consulate, senor. I'll be there with three others. Natasha, a foreign minister, and... Uh, uh, an American whom we have called in as an advisor. All right, Mr. Mendoza. I'll see you at the consulate at 8 o'clock tonight.
not bring briefcase, Mr. Brick. I thought it over, Cato, and decided to hold off a bit. I'll tell them I'm working on it. Why you do that? If they say no questions, be I? I'm still curious to know who sent Mendoza to me. And don't forget, someone almost sent us into a trap last night. Wait for me. I won't be long. In a few minutes, Britt Reed was being announced by the butler to the waiting group. Senor Britt Reed. Good evening, gentlemen. Ah, you have come, Senor Reed, but without the papers. Oh, allow me. I will present you Brett, to Senor... I didn't expect you would bring the papers. Oh, discretion, the better part of valor? Oliver? Well, this is a surprise. Ah, I see you already know Oliver Perry, the famous American detective. Yes, of course. We've met several times. But this time may prove a point. Britt, I'm truly disappointed you didn't bring the papers. I know the Hornet is smart. But if they don't show up, I'll know the reason why. Oliver Perry, a shrewd and nationally famous detective, suspected that Britt Reed and the Green Hornet were one and the same person. Brett was fully aware of these suspicions. He knew that Perry was ready to leap at the slightest relaxation of vigilance. Oliver, you're delaying introductions. I haven't had the pleasure of meeting these gentlemen. Sorry. Oh, pardon, Senor Reed. Senor Manuel Calera, Senor Juan Modina, may I present Senor Brett Reed. Senor Reed, that briefcase must be found. Loss is a great calamity, Senor. I'm quite sure Mr. Reed can help you, gentlemen, if he's not afraid of complications. Do you know of any reason why I should fear complications, Oliver? Well, you will continue your efforts to contact the Green Hornet and get the paper, senor. I'll try to get word to him and persuade him to return the briefcase directly to you. I won't act as a go-between. Aren't you sticking your neck out, Rick? I'm afraid I do not understand this, uh, this uh, <laughs> uh, sticking out of the... Oliver air. Perry likes to talk to me in a sort of code now and then. It's a habit of his, so you must mind. Oh, <laughs> so that is it. Well, senor, we shall wait. And hope that you succeed. That depends on what you call success, Mr. Mendoza. Hey, Oliver? Our ideas differ on that, I'm afraid. No doubt. Uh, tell me, Mr. Mendoza, is the lost briefcase similar to your cases there on the table? See, si, senor. They are all identical. It is the same. I see. Well, gentlemen, I must run along. Let's hope your papers turn up soon. Coming, Oliver? Dinner at my apartment? Fine. I'd like that. Let's go. Britt Reed and Cato went to their apartment, accompanied by Oliver Perry. Perry sat in the living room, watching every move the other two made. He was determined Britt and Cato would not have a chance to exchange words or signals. Finally, Britt Reed yawned and spoke. Oh, really, Oliver? I think we should all turn in and get some sleep. I'd like to stay right here and read most of the night. You don't mind, Britt? Well, suit yourself. Cato, perhaps if we go to the kitchen, you can fix us a snack. Well, yes, sir. No, I, I'm not at all hungry. And I'm certain it isn't necessary for both of you to go to the kitchen. But frankly, Britt, I'm making certain you and Cato don't get a chance to exchange words. So I notice. <laughs> Cato's so used to be jabbering to me. I believe he's bored. Oh, I managed to survive boredom, Mr. Britt. Well, I guess I'll phone Axford and then call it a day. I'm sure you can't object to my making a phone call to my office, Oliver. Oh, of course not. Go right ahead. <laughs> kind of you. 
Somehow I feel as long as I'm with you, those papers won't be returned. Oh, you never can tell. I'm sure my underworld contact has gotten through to the Hornet by now. Well, this is Mr. Reed. I want to talk to Axford, please. Just a moment, Mr. Reed. I'll connect you. Don't forget, I'm listening, Brett. <laughs> as if I could. Hello? Axford, I've been waiting to hear from you. Are you keeping the news a secret? Uh, what did you find out about the jury panel in that criminal case? Did you get the list of names? What on earth are you talking about? If I didn't know you better, I'd take you... Well, that's it, eh? Well, in that case, uh, I'll have to go myself. Superstake! Now you're talking in riddles. Read what uh, who did you say? With? Oh, that nitwit. Now, listen to me. Keep him out of there if you have to use force. Do you understand? Glory be! Have you gone that street? Very well. Goodbye, Axford. Well, that's fair. <laughs> I hope he got everything straight. You not mince words, Mr. Britt. I think it's very clear. Axford doesn't understand as clearly as you do sometimes, Cato. Seems to me you keep that poor guy Axford on the jump from the way you talk to him. He can take it, Oliver. Right. I guess I'll turn in now. How about you, Cato? Well, I sit up with Mr. Perry, I think. Before you go, Britt, may I see your bedroom? My bedroom? Well, this is the finest apartment I've ever seen. I'd like to see all of it. Of course. Come along, Oliver. Here you are. Mighty nice. Good view from the windows. Yes. Right, here's the bath. Hmm. Very nice. Um, what's behind that other door? Well, that's my clothes closet. Lots of space here. And a whale of a lot of suits. Go on in if you like to. I never saw so many suits. Mr. Britt, he's very suspicious. I know it, Cato. I'm getting fed up. I'm going to fix him for keeps. Well, Britt, I guess I've seen everything. Sorry, I can't show you any more, Oliver. Well, I'll go back to my reading. Good night. Good night. Coming, Cato? Yes, Mr. Perry. Cato understood my message. I hope he makes sure Perry stays out of this room. Brett Reed waited for a short time, then stepping through a secret panel in the rear of the closet in his bedroom, he went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment itself. This passage led to an adjoining building, which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as a hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Brett Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. The wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness. Britt Reed stopped in the rear of the consulate. He thought of the daring prank he hoped to play on Oliver Perry. I have the lost briefcase and the black beauty. Now if I can get the other three. He approached the darkened living room windows. He forced the lock, and in a matter of seconds, he lifted himself over the sill and dropped inside. I used my flashlight. Yeah, they're still on the table. Oh, oh that chair. I have to get out of here quick. Who is in here? Delight, I... Wait, I see you. Hold on, I fire. 
The other briefcase is all gone. That was the hornet, I know. What is this? Make Perry work for his... his door. Maybe he can find all four briefcases. See, I must get Senor Perry here at once. Once more, the powerful low-slung car sped through the back streets of the city. After entering the consulate, Britt Reed had made another stop at Oliver Perry's suite in the downtown hotel and then phoned the police. Now he pressed the gas pedal almost to the floor in his haste to get back before Perry heard the news and entered his room. Well, I got the phone line at the consulate. It won't be long before they go outside the phone. I have to get back and be there when Perry opens that door. Arriving at the hiding place of the Black Beauty, Britt Reed hurriedly put the car away, then ran up the secret stairway, at the same time removing his disguise. Hope I'm in time. I made it. That is, unless he already... Just getting the call. Rick! Hey, what's the idea? Waking me up and I just... You're still dressed. I'm uh, asleep across the bed, I guess. What's up? I'm not sure yet. Say, no, after all... Look, Mendoza just phoned. Jabbered something about a visit from the Hornet. And all the briefcases being stolen. No. Really? Come on along and find out. Cato, bring the sedan around. We might as well drive Oliver wherever he's going. Yes, sir. Well, let's go, Oliver. This is really getting interesting. <laughs> The three men left Britt Reed's apartment and were soon speeding toward the consulate. Britt Reed glanced from time to time at Oliver Perry, who sat beside him in the back of the sedan, and he smiled inwardly at the puzzled frown on the detective's face. Meantime, Britt's anonymous phone call had sent the police to Oliver Perry's hotel room, and when a short time later, Britt and Perry entered the living room at the consulate, they found Mendoza talking to Sergeant Burke from police headquarters. But I do not understand, senor. You say you found all the briefcases together with these secret papers in Perry's room. Yeah. That's a tough one to explain, Mr. Perry. Especially since you've had the whole force upset over this thing. It being so secret and all. Don't be so obnoxious, Sergeant Buck. It's evident from the note that was left this was the work of the Green Hornet. Mr. Mendoza read the note to me over the phone. So the Hornet put one over on you, eh, Oliver? Senor Perry, we are grateful to have the briefcases back. We will not bring charges against you. What's that? Charges against me. By golly, Perry. Maybe you are on That's preposterous. By golly, it's ridiculous. How dare you insinuate? It is all right, senor. Maybe the DA ought to Just a minute. I must come to the defense of my friend. You may take my word for it. He and the Green Hornet would never be friendly enough to make a deal. Of course not. Furthermore, he has a perfect alibi for every minute since early today. You see, he was with me all the time. That's the truth, and I can prove it. You won't have to, Perry. The sergeant will take my word for it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Perry's in the clear, if you say so, Mr. Reed. I'll go as far as the street with you, Perry. Goodbye, Senor Mendoza. Goodbye, and thank you. Of all the... I'm still not satisfied about you, Reed, and the Green Hornet. I've got something now, to Perry, say. Perry, I have something to say to you. This is the second time I've taken you out of hot water. I know. I want you to know something else. I'm fed up with your suspicions. 
first it was funny when you tossed off lines with a double meaning to let me know that you suspected me of being the Green Hornet. Well, it's no longer funny to me. Now, see here, Reed. You've posed as my friend. You've snooped into my private life. You've made public remarks that I don't like, and I've had enough. From now on, Perry, keep out of my hair. All right. If that's the way you want it. It is. Definitely. Someday, Reed, I'll get that dirty green hornet. He's not only notorious as a criminal, but he's also a man entirely without principle of any kind. Well, Perry, when it comes to a matter of principle, if I had to choose between the green hornet and you, I'd take the green hornet every time. So you're determined to get the hornet, eh? Well, from now on, don't ever count on me for any help. So long, Perry. Yeah.